G'day and welcome to my inaugural show. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman and a good Erev Shabbat Shalom to everyone. I'm so, so excited to be here. I've always wanted to do uh, my own radio show and thanks to Nachum Siegel and Miriam Wallach, I have this wonderful opportunity. My show is going to be all about food, wine, cooking, shopping, food and travel, just everything that you can think of with food. I love, love, love to cook. I'm a personal chef. The name of my business is the Aussie Gourmet and I'm really literally all about the food all the time. And on my show, I'd like people to listen, think about food, cook alongside me. It's Erev Shabbos. We're all in the kitchens. Well, I'm not actually in the kitchen because I'm here doing the show. But we're all about cooking and cooking together and sharing recipes. Um, if anyone has a recipe they'd like to share with me, you can contact me through my website, www.theossigourmet.com. Uh, let me know that you heard me um, through the website, through the radio show uh, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, uh, the show's called uh, Naomi Nachman, and this is going to be a one-hour food and wine show. I'm going to ha- be having a couple of guests today. Um, so our first guest is going to be with us in a couple of minutes, and I thought I'd just give you a little bit of bio about myself. I have actually, I'm from Sydney, Australia. I know people think that I have a Woodmere accent because I've been living in Woodmere for the last 10 years, but I'm actually born in Australia and there's not a day in my life that goes by without someone goes, nice accent. Where are you from? England? And I'm like, no. I said to the untrained American ear, you all think that South Africans, Australians and English people all sound alike, but I am actually Australian. Um, I came here when I was 22. One, and I have been here ever since. So I think I'm more American than I am Australian, and you can figure out how old I am from that. But I live in Woodmere with my husband and my four children, and I have done a lot, a lot of cooking shows. People invite me out to do cooking shows in their neighbourhood. I've gone all the way from the Hamptons to Connecticut. I even did a class in Hashmonaim in Israel. I did a class in my hometown in Sydney, Australia. And I'm very excited next week. I'm actually going to give a cooking class in Stern College on microwave cooking to the girls. And I'm really excited about that. When they called me about it, I said, can they please call me Professor? Because I've been called Mara Naomi before. I actually taught right here on the Lower East Side about 20 years ago um, when I was a kindergarten teacher. But now I'd like to be called Professor Naomi Nachman when I teach the girls at Stern some microwave cooking. I've been busy practicing my microwave skills, but unfortunately... Yesterday when I was baking some potatoes in the microwave, I actually blew up my microwave and I had to run out to the store. Yes, it's true, Avrami. I blew up the microwave cooking potatoes and I hardly, I hardly had used the microwave at that point. It's less than a year old. So I ran and I bought a $70 tabletop microwave. So I finished baking my potatoes in that. So it was a lot of fun in my house um, watching all the uh, microwaves trying to get going all at once. I did some soup and some potatoes and some fish, but we'll talk about that in the, our own microwave cooking show. So I've been here, as I said, for quite a long time. I have done uh, some QVC appearances. That is like kind of like, I don't want to call it like a home shopping channel, but that's basically what it is. I sold Rogolach for a company called Mama's Pastries. Uh, They were out in Brooklyn and uh, QVC had a contract with them. And I used to sell on live television Rogolach and people from all over the country would call in and order my Rogolach. So that was really cool. People would call in, you know, we made many appearances over, you know, the holiday period, 
December time and people would call in and tell me how much they enjoyed my rogalach with their ham uh, roast for the Christmas holiday. So I thought that was really funny that people are eating my, my kosher rogalach. You know, the company made them, but they were uh, made under the auspices of uh, Mama's Pastries and I was the representative. So that was a lot of fun. So I like doing, uh, did the live television thing and now I get to do the radio media. I also have a newspaper article every week. I could say I'm a food journalist. I have a, in the Jewish home every single Friday, I think, Thursday or Friday. You think I would know when it came out, right? I always pick mine up on Thursday when I do my shopping at the local supermarkets in Woodmere or Cedarhurst, wherever I choose shopping that week. Um, and I uh, write for them a, a food recipe and a little blurb every week. And I hope that you'll pick up the copies. I think it's available in West Hempstead, Queens, and of course, in the five towns. So I really enjoy doing that. I like, as I said, not only do I enjoy eating food, I enjoy writing about it too. So I have a couple of guests with me today, as I mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about one of my favorite new products. I was growing up, as you know, I mentioned earlier, I, grow, I grew up in Australia, and one of my favorite things to eat was sausages. And they don't really have that kosher. Like I would see like walking around when I used to live on the Lower East Side, I would go through Little Italy and I saw sausages like hanging in the windows or Italian sausages at a street fair, but I never really saw them kosher. It's not the same thing as a hot dog though. Hot dog you can actually eat cold and uncooked for those of you who didn't know that. It's kind of like a salami actually um, with that. But but a sausage you actually have to cook and sausages come in all kinds of uh, flavorings. You'll often see them on cooking shows. Uh, chefs are preparing them but I finally found kosher sausages when Jack's Gourmet Sausages came onto the kosher market a couple of years ago and I have with me a special guest called Alan Broner. Hi Alan. Naomi, how are you? Hi Alan, you can you tell me a little bit about what you do at Jack's Gourmet Sausages? Uh, well, uh, that's uh, pretty much a wide open question but uh, <laughs> what we do is we uh, prepare uh, handcrafted authentic sausages of a variety of different flavors. Can you tell me some of the different flavors? <clears throat> well, yes. Um, probably our most favorite seller is the uh, sweet Italian sausage. Oh, yum. <clears throat> but we also make a uh, hot Italian sausage. Okay. Is that very spicy? No, that's moderately spicy for people who can't handle our spiciest <laughs> sausage, which is the Mexican-style chorizo. Okay, that's very hot, right? <clears throat> well, it depends. Uh, you know, uh, oh, no. Some people think it's very hot and some people would like it even hotter. Okay, so you can make the <laughs> extra, extra hot. Correct. We also have a uh, probably the best-selling sausage in America okay. after the common hot dog. We, we make a bratwurst. Oh, yum. Uh, if you go to the Midwest, uh, you won't find them uh, selling dogs at football games. They'll be selling brat. Brat Bratwurst. And how do you serve that bratwurst? How would people serve that or eat that at home? Well, you know, any of our sausages, um, since they're kind of new to the kosher market, yep. people treat them pretty much like a hot dog. I hope they're not boiling them. Well, I hope not. Also. <laughs> you do not boil them. No, the best way to do it, the easiest way is uh, to just pan fry them. Okay, and you can put them on the barbecue, of course. I know it's winter and people aren't really bar barbecuing just yet, but we can do it on a grill pan. <laughs> yes, and um, as I said, most people treat it like, like a hot dog and think that the only way to use it is to put it on a bun with some sort of a topping. 
Okay. Um, however, there's so many different ways of using it. We actually have recipes on our website. We do give out recipe booklets when we uh, do demonstrations. Right. I've seen you in, I think you were in Gourmet Glad in Cedarhurst doing a demonstration a little while ago. Yes. I've been there on more than one occasion. It's, uh, they were one of our first customers out there. And, Fantastic. Uh, they know a good thing. Um, so we also make a borvors, which is a South African South uh, African. There's a lot of South Africans in Australia, so I'm actually familiar with borvors. Uh-huh. And um, we make a Southwestern, which is a, a spicy sausage, not quite as spicy as the chorizo, and a different flavoring also. Uh-huh, just a little kick. And uh, kielbasa. Oh, the yum. kielbasa and the uh, Southwestern sausage started out as being uh, our kosher for Passover line. But oh, really? It, it, yes, and it turned out to be so popular that you made our it mainstream. loyal followers have demanded that we make it as a yearly product. Okay, so it's still kosher for Pesach. Yes, we will have kosher for Pesach, and this year we will be also be introducing our sweet Italian sausage as for, kosher for, for Pesach. For Pesach. As a Pesach chef, um, most of my cooking I cook for clients during the year, uh, during, you know, that I cook for during the year want me to cook for them for Pesach. And that is such a great addition to the, you know, the meat repertoire on Pesach, is to having some sausages. Yeah, it was received very well last year, and I'm expecting that we'll sell out all Pesach products this year. And then we are introducing another Pesach product. Okay. Our Fakin will also be kosher. No way! That's amazing! Yes. Okay, I love Fakin. I love it. I had it at the kosher Kosher Fest back in, was that in October or November uh, of this year? November, early, yeah, early That November. was amazing. It's our hot ticket item. It's just selling right off the shelves. <laughs> and didn't you win a prize or something? Excuse me? Did yeah, you we win won a prize? first prize Woo-hoo! for our Fakin in the uh, new products category of meat, poultry, and seafood. We took first place. Oh, that's really amazing. And our uh, spicy Italian salami took first place in the deli meats category. For a new company to win two, two categories in one fabulous. year. That's fabulous. You must be so proud of yourself. Unprecedented. Well, very proud. Yes, we've made an impact not only with the consumers, but we've gained recognition from the industry itself. And Right. Didn't I see you in Costco a few months ago? <laughs> i got to bring <laughs> yes, that up because I nearly flipped out. we sold in Costco. That's huge. That's really huge, Vio. Yes. I look forward to seeing those on the shelves very soon. Um, so I noticed when I was looking at the website that you have cooking videos because, you know, that we were talking about how to prepare just to eat it plain, but now we're talking about how we can use it in other recipes as well. Correct. Okay, wonderful. So I'm going to give a recipe later on in the show with a potato salad for Super Bowl Sunday using the bacon as a crouton inside. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, so uh, if you stay tuned, everyone listening to this fabulous potato salad, you could also use it for Shabbat. It is Erev Shabbos, and we can uh, throw that into any of our salads as a crouton also because it just adds in so much flavour, the bacon. I've put it even in soups. I made a mushroom, zucchini, and onion soup, and I ground it. You know, I use the immersion blender. In my house, we call it the zhuzha. And then I threw in at the end some fake and it was amazing. Well, that's incredible because most people, again, think that you can only use it as fake and eggs for breakfast or <laughs> uh, fake and lettuce and tomato sandwich for lunch. But right. yes, the, the uses of this, all of the recipes that, you know, homemakers and chefs have been passing up because they call for a bacon product, uh, you don't have to pass those recipes anymore. You can now make all of them because uh, this product tastes 
like the real thing. Oh, wow. And it's, it's from cow. It's beef, right? Uh, yes, it's, it's beef belly instead of pork belly. Oh, um, amazing, amazing. So I hope that people will find it in their local supermarkets. Which kind of supermarkets are they in right now? Well, we're in a host of supermarkets, but I'll tell you, your, <laughs> your listeners should be aware, it's selling right off the shelf. Really? Oh, they, they may go to the market that normally carries our products and not be able to find it, in which case I would encourage them to visit our website because uh, we do mail orders and uh, we send things out in uh, insulated boxes with ice packs and so they arrive have... within two days so people can get the fake and if it's uh, sold out immediately. Okay, that's We're great now to know. We're now in the Fairway stores. You're in Fairways. That is a supermarket that is just booming, booming, booming right now. Correct. We're in Zabar's. We're in Eli's in Manhattan. You know, we're, we're making the big time. We're in a number of shop rights in the tri-state area. And uh, it can be found in, in just about every kosher market. Right. Um, but uh, like I say, it's this, this particular item, Fakin especially. Are we getting out of the New York area? Or is this being sold out of the New York area? If, if someone's listening from distribution. Okay, yeah. great. So yeah. if you're listening in California or out in Connecticut, just you know, you can you can still. I'm going to be doing Detroit. tasting in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, I don't know exactly what the date is, but uh, it's the Fairway in Stamford. Oh, well, oh, very nice. Fairways is a wonderful supermarket. They have a nice variety of kosher products. I'm glad that they're carrying yours. Well, I just want to go back to something that you said because sure. it's, it's really very appropriate. Most people, again, think that you take a sausage, you put it on a bun with a topping. But yep. any of our sausage flavors can be added to virtually any soup and bring it to a completely different level. Mm. And you mentioned Shabbos. Uh, there are a number of our followers who just love to throw our chorizos into their chulin. Chulin, I was gonna say, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of adding meat even into a potato kugel. I wonder if I could even throw, throw in some sausages at the bottom of a, or in the mixture of a potato kugel. hundred percent, no question. Oh, that would be so cool—a sausage potato kugel. We've spoken about pastrami potato kugel when I was on with Miriam Wallach on her segment of That's Life, but I think a sausage potato kugel might take potato kugel to the next level. A hundred percent. There's no question about it. You take even the simplest soup and just slice in any of one of our flavors that you find to be a favorite, and it also transforms your favorite soup into something mm. even more special. I actually made, before I came to the studio um, for Shabbat, I, I made a vegetable soup for dinner tonight, and you know I'm going to go home and fry up some Faking and put that in. <laughs> Move yeah. over, Matzabol. Here comes the faking. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, can you want to give us the name of your website? The name of the website is Jack's Gourmet Kosher. That's one word, jacksgourmetkosher.com. Oh, my gosh. Alan. We have recipe suggestions. We have um, videos. You can watch Jack in action uh, preparing some, some uh, special dishes. Some of them so simple that you wouldn't even think of it. I, I've just mentioned one, and just quickly. Sure. Take a chicken breast and make it into bite-sized chunks, marinate it in your favorite barbecue sauce overnight, then wrap it in a piece of bacon, bake it, put a toothpick into it, and serve it as a great starter. I am starving right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a long day ahead of me before I get to my Shabbos dinner. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, especially it's my first show, and I'm honored that you had the time to speak with me this morning. Well, I am honored that you selected to speak to uh, Jacques Gourmet. Uh, on behalf of Jacques Gourmet, I wish you great success. Thank you. Thank you I'm so much. I'm honored to be part of your maiden voyage into your uh, new program, 
And I wish you tremendous success. I'm going to become a regular listener, and I Thank encourage you. all of the other people to follow suit. Thank you so much, Alan, and I look forward maybe to seeing you at the Kosher Food and Wine Show. Absolutely. We'll be there Monday night. Great. I'm counting the hours down. <laughs> all right. We'll see you then. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much, Alan. It was great to talk to him about all the different uh, varieties and recipes that we can do with that. And, you know, as I said, I'm going to be mentioning, uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to be seeing him again at the Kosher Food and Wine Show this Monday night. I think that's probably one of my favorite food events of the year. I really count down to that. It's just an exquisite event. Um, I get to go to the press event and I also will stay later on in the evening and eat food from the most fanciest, delicious restaurants and sip some beautiful wine put out by Royal Wines. I think that's Kedem. So I'm very, I'm really looking forward and I get to try new wines to put in my recipes. Also, I don't go there just to drink, just for the sake of drinking. (laughs) I get to think, how can I use this in a recipe? Which white wine will go really well with this fish and which red wine will enhance, say, a, a spice that will go into a meat? So into a meat dish or a roast or something. So I really try to like think out of the box when it comes to wine. I like to put the two flavors together. And, you know, I don't just use wine. I open a bottle of wine. I would never, ever use cooking wine in my food. I only put into my food the wine that I would drink. And Avram and I were talking before about some recipes and about what I'm going to cook for Shabbos. And I was saying I'm going to make a roast with some red wine. But once I open that bottle of red wine for a cup of wine for my recipe. I got to drink the rest. I kind of feel like it's a challenge. So sometimes I, you know, have a sip for me, a, a sip in the a cup of wine in the roast and, you know, a couple of sips for me. And then when hubby comes home after Mariv, we'll have a little bit of wine after dinner. So uh, we're all about the food and the wine as well. So I'm really looking forward to that event. I just don't drive home afterwards. I'm going to take the train in his, Rami's laughing. I take the training um, and then I take a limo home with a bunch of people from Woodmere and we say it's kind of like a prom <laughs> you know you you uh, go home in a nice stretch limo with a couple of couples because nobody wants to take to be the designated driver for the kosher food and wine show so that's really a lot of fun so I'd like to take a little break and I'm going to play some music. This is a shout out to my daughter, Leora, who goes to Halb and she is absolutely in love with this song and we play it every Friday afternoon in my house. She calls it Ra Ra Raninu, but it's really called Raninu. I, I hope you understand that with my accent. <laughs> Americans have a hard time understanding my Hebrew with, with, uh, with my Australian accent, yet alone my English with my Australian accent. So this is Ra Ra
Welcome back. This is Naomi Nachman. I'm on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is my show. It's called... <laughs> I'm laughing away here because I draw a, keep drawing a blank on my own show. Um, it's called Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network and it is sponsored by Traditions. I have to just give a little quick word about Traditions because they are one of my favourite people besides being one of my favourite restaurants to Scott and Arlene Fagan of traditions. They're out in Lawrence in the five towns. I think they've been there for about 10, pushing 10 years, but the restaurant has actually been around a little bit longer than that. They bought it off one of the original owners. Um, You know, I I just love the fact that it's Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm going to tie that in with traditions because traditions is where I'm going to be ordering my food from. Everyone thinks our personal chef, she's going to cook her own food. But let me tell you, Nobody makes a hero sandwich like traditions. And I really, really enjoy their food. They really pack it in. They have amazing coleslaw. Very passionate and picky about my coleslaw. You should know. (laughs) I really, I really enjoy their coleslaw, their pickles. They have some great specials. I would call them ASAP because it is this Sunday and they want to have your order fresh and ready for you Sunday. So you're going to call them and give the heads up. Their number is 516-295-3630. They have all kinds of specials and you can talk to them when you call up. They also have a website and you can go onto their website and uh, take a look uh, at all their specials. But, you know, look, I am just have a flyer in front of me. I'm, I'm reading off. I'm going to read this to Avrami and, and everyone. Deli sandwiches of your choice of piled high, meats piled high and platters Skinless southern fried chicken and honey drumettes. Okay, it doesn't get better than that. In Australia, we don't make sandwiches so big. When I first came to America, I ordered, a, like, I think a pastrami sandwich from, okay, Bernstein, Schmucker Bernstein. So I'm really aging myself. And it was like five inches thick. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I took the rest home and I ate, I pulled all the meat out and I ate it the meat inside for a couple of days you know they really pile high the foods in uh, the the uh, deli sandwiches in this country i don't know why or where that came from they don't in in australia no. they don't because it makes it like on commercials for food places for australia it makes it seem like things there are just like all big and all piled on and all yeah, meat well, and all that it's, it's all about the steak in australia have you ever there used to be a foster's ad and they would put a great piece of steak on and they put a little snippet of parsley on as the garnish and they'd call that salad just to show you that we're really about the beef and the meat but you know it's it's not they don't make gigantic sandwiches like they do in America I actually like that 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 you know you're actually getting some protein <laughs> maybe a little heart attack too um, but we really like the very piled high sandwiches and you've got you don't have to have pastrami you can go for the turkey turkey breast I happen to love turkey breast um, but you, you have, you know, three foot overstuffed corned beef pastrami sandwiches and they, they put all the garnishings in the pickles and the onions and all that. Like I think Americans are also really into pickles. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my kids also, and you know, my kids spent the first 10 years of their life actually growing up right here on Grand Street. So I think, you know, they have the lorry side gene in them where you eat a lot of pickles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's more also like a Jewish thing, you know? Like yeah. We have, we're a big thing about pickles and. But more, more, I find that more. Americans are into pickles and Australians are into pickles, like growing up. You know, we eat the, in Australia, the only pickles that you get are the canned Israeli pickles. Unless you make pickles yourself, you don't have all the barrel pickles. It's, fa- it's a very American thing. Mm. I don't know about the rest of the world or Europe. I didn't, you know, I've been a little bit traveling. I did not see barrels of pickles everywhere. Yeah, my grandmother used to make her own. 
She yep. is, yeah. My puppy also with dill and garlic and, you know. Yeah. I, I always said, I'm going to grow my own cucumbers. See, I'm all about the food. I even like to grow it. <laughs> I'm going to grow my own cucumbers and I'm going to make my own pickles. But the only thing I've actually grown is tomatoes. Yes, I still say tomatoes. So I love to grow tomatoes. But, um, yeah, so I just would like to share with everyone that, you know, Traditions is our sponsor here and they have fabulous food and a fabulous restaurant. And not only do they have a Super Bowl menu, but they can do in their restaurant some catering. They have a beautiful, beautiful simcha room now. I made my daughter's, my own daughter's bat mitzvah there. Uh, she is now, let's do some math. She's now 16. So four years ago, I had her bat mitzvah actually in the restaurant. And since then, they made it even nicer. About a year ago, they renovated it. It's really beautiful. Next week, I think Eileen Fagan is going to join us and talk a little bit about the uh, catering side of what they do besides Kiddushim, you know, on Shabbat. You can have a beautiful Sheva Bracha in their room, in their Simcha room, and they also have, of course, the lunch menu. You know, people think, you know what, let's get together for lunch. Let's go have a salad or some sushi. But people, you know, a lot of guys, they want to have something delicious, thick, hot in the middle of the day. So they've got like a nice lunch menu. They've got deli sandwiches, of course, burgers, wraps. They even have uh, salads, which is nice, and, and an oven-stuffed potato. So an overstuffed baked potato, they call it, and hot pastrani paninis and grilled chicken pestos. Oh, my God, I'm very, very hungry right now. <laughs> You'll see I'll say that a lot because I'm always hungry. Um, so they have really a nice a nice uh, lunch menu, and you can visit their website at traditionskosher.com for their menus and more information about their restaurant. So we spoke about Super Bowl Sunday and I said that I'm going to be ordering from Traditions, but a couple of salads I'm going to throw in there for the friends that are coming over to our house. They don't necessarily want to eat some deli or, you know, french fries. They're a little on the healthier side, but I'm going to make something for the ladies. I'm going to make some salads, but I'm also going to make, I call it the potato salad, which is kind of like a crossover between, you know, a nice healthy because it's a salad, right? But it's also got some, you know, meat and potatoes in there. And so I'm going to just share that recipe with you. I'm going to put it on my website, um, theaussiegourmet.com, T-H-E-A-U-S-S-E, A-U-S-S-I-E, I can't even spell, gourmet, G-O-U-R-M-E-T dot com. Um, I boil some red potatoes, red skin potatoes, um, and I, I cook them till they're fork tender with a little salt and, you know, with the water. Um, once they're tender, I drain them. While they're still hot, I cut it. I quarter up the potatoes, add a little bit of salt, mayo, mustard, because when potatoes are hot, I actually learned this from... Alton Brown, he is a TV chef that breaks down a lot of the science of cooking. And uh, he said, "What when you're making a potato salad, add in all the dressing and ingredients while the potatoes are still hot. It's kind of like the cells are open and they're going to slurp in all that flavor, especially it needs so, uh, potatoes need a little extra salt in general. So um, you can use a little less salt if you add it in earlier. It'll season the potatoes a little bit better. Um and so we're going to add some mayo and then I add pickles, dill, red onion, and then I'm going to fry me up some facon. And then once the facon has cooled a little bit, just so I can crumble it or you can cut it up with a knife and throw that in. That's kind of like, it might not be the healthiest salad in the world because it's got, you know, meat in it but and it's got some carbs, but it's really a delicious salad. So it's a crossover for the, for the people that do not want to have, you know, a whole deli sandwich. So I uh, hope that you will try that. It's a great, great 
uh, salad for Shabbat lunch also. I, I will make it on Friday, um, you know, and then, you know, put cover it up, put it in the fridge and then and then throw in the facon, uh, which I prepared on Friday, put that in a Ziploc egg, and then I'm going to add it all in. I don't like those baker bits. I think they have a fake taste, but the facon, which is really got the word fake in it. Um, it's not talking about fake taste though. It's talking about, you know, you know, being kosher, <laughs> um, fake ham or bacon. And now uh, I'm going to crumble that in into my salad for Shabbos day. So, you know, got to try to look at different salads and different uh, options for uh, Shabbos day as well. Another favorite thing of mine for Super Bowl Sunday is wings. And we, <laughs> I'm getting a big nod from my Brahmi. Because we see, I, I told you, we were looking through a magazine that had all the uh, the Super Bowl specials, and places were giving it, were selling now where you'd get like a wing platter where they'd give you like four or five types of wings that you could order, and it was just like, and and a lot of places are doing it now. I guess people are just really and all these different kinds. It was awesome. Yeah, I love I love wings. It's a great, you know, I have a daughter that's not a big chicken eater, but wings somehow go, whenever we go out to eat, my husband will always order the wings, but we don't like them so spicy. So we always ask for the mild, but there are so many different ways. Honey, ketchup and soy sauce with some fresh garlic. I marinate them in that and I bake them or I throw them on the grill. You know, so it can go either way. I, this is not something you pan sear, but I would just even bake them at 350 till they're cooked through. You just want to make sure that the fleshy parts are not pink you know it's hard to tell because some parts of the the little tip get cooks much faster than the fleshy part i call it the pulky part of the wing because it looks like a little pulky so you want to make sure that that's delicious and and cook through some people will take plain wings drudge it in a little flour and throw it in the deep fryer <laughs> i mean i was talking about the deep fry before because i love 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 to fry i actually don't have a deep fryer at home i uh a teacher in Camp Dina. I am the cooking teacher. I, f- I did not mention that when I spoke a little bit about myself, but I am the Camp Dina, which is the Dora Golding for girls, cooking teacher in the summertime uh, in the Pocono Mountains. And I get to teach cooking all day to girls ages from 8 to 18. And then we have classes in the evening for some of the uh, young single staff and then the married stuff. That's a lot of fun. So I actually have the most amazing deep fries. The only time I really deep fry besides Hanukkah is when I get to camp. We make a lot, a lot of deep fried food in camp. <laughs> deep fried cookies, deep fried donuts. We make wontons. So definitely for for a Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to whip up some wings, but we're going to bake them off because, you know, we're not going to be frying those up just yet. What do you put in your deep fryer? Um, well, we've made the world's best fried chicken in a deep fryer. It's awesome. I love fr- fried chicken is probably one of my top three foods. So we've made that. We've made, when we first got it, my wife made awesome wontons. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So we couldn't stop eating them while they were cooking. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's mostly those, mostly the, those two things. I can't think of other, what are the, what are the things to be, oh, you know what we tried to do? We had a deep fry party one Hanukkah. Oh my God. And we heard about, um, how people sometimes deep fry candy bars, right? You, right, so you, deep fried Mars bars, of right. course. So I tried to do it, oh, and it was with a mess. Am, with <laughs> with peanut with par of peanut chews, you know, because we can't put milk in it, right? So we yeah, did yeah, it, with, yeah. with, and it totally was wrecked. I don't I have no idea how they do it. We took it from the freezer, but it still totally fell yeah, apart. It, it does, yeah, the oil gets very hot, and mind you, when you deep fry, you want to get an oil thermometer. You don't want to keep your oil higher than three hundred and sixty degrees. 
and not lower than 350 degrees. So you got to just, you know, if you're doing some wings in the deep fry for Super Bowl Sunday, just make sure you keep the oil monitored. If the, the oil drops below 350, the food takes in more oil and becomes soggy. So if you've had soggy food at a restaurant, soggy French fries, you know they were hurrying the dish because they did not wait for the oil to get hot. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do a deep fry episode. <laughs> I think we'll save that maybe a little bit for Hanukkah. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is my inaugural show brought to you by Traditions, the most fabulous deli restaurant in the five towns and beyond. I have with me a very special guest for mm. my last part of the show. No pressure. No pressure, Miriam. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know it's Erev Shabbos and we got a lot going on today. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Trust it, me. I feel just as stressed as if it was a Wednesday. <laughs> every day is stressed. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. I've always said every day to me it always feels like it's a Thursday. Well, it's I, you also start cooking Saturday night for Shabbos. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that can we, bad. Can we make the cancel the letter? Something's a little letter. Yeah. Thank you. No, my headset's a little low. Okay. Maybe now, you know what? I, <laughs> it's possible the shaitzel is blocking the uh, the cans, but also I yeah, that's perfect. I need to hear myself as loud as, as possible. possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The voices in my head need to hear themselves as loud as possible. That's very funny. Baruch so Hashem. thank you so much for coming in on Erev Shabbos to talk to me. A uh, pleasure. I'm so excited to be here, especially when we're talking about deep frying foods. Deep frying food. I always say deep fried anything is good. A deep fried shoe is good. You know what? Whatever works. Uh, by the way, a deep fried tempura shoe, even better. Uh, everything with sushi is good. <laughs> you know, um, Stop, Chop, and Roll, you mm-hmm. and I are huge mm-hmm. fans. Cindy and Avi Shrai, you're the you. best. Right, thank, thank you. you guys, thank you guys. Um, they do a tempura battered, like spicy tuna roll, oh, which I is- haven't had that yet. Oh, Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing like taking an otherwise healthy item, frying it, and and, and making it even better. Well, they they take you know sushi's nice and healthy, right? Yep. Got a Especially little bit with brown of rice. rice. I know. Yeah, I know. Don't love rice, but you know. Do we, your listeners know that you don't that, like rice? We haven't gotten that far that I'm not a big rice lover, but yeah. I do eat my sushi as long as it's not too thick in rice. How do you spell lover? Go on. L O V A. Lover. I can't. I can't make fun of you on your own show. <laughs> I know. So we'll say that for your show. You uh-huh. can make fun of me on your show. Or ten o five this morning. <laughs> right. We'll just wait a couple more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was there, and I actually saw that they had like General Chow's. Uh, tofu. Tofu. No, but it was like a sushi roll that they'd battered and right, fried that's with what sauce. I'm tell- that's what I'm telling you about. Oh. Temp- yeah. It's remarkably good. <laughs> really? I oh, gotta yeah. try that. They got a bunch of stuff on that menu that is really ridiculously good. By the way, I think I sound just as nasal as I did yesterday on the air. This cold, if people could take a picture of what the studio looks like right now, my contributions are Aleve, Dayquil, Tom's. Tom's, yeah, because we're talking about deep fried food, so we're right. going to get some heartburn. This is, um, by the way, this is a total deviation from everything I ate at the Team Yachad Shabbaton last yeah, week. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because sure. we were both in Florida last week. Right. I was stuffing my face and you were like working out or something, right? Well, um, yeah. Well, it's a little <laughs> sort, of, sort of hard to answer that specifically yeah, because as I mentioned yesterday on That's Life, I seem to be the only person who gained weight running a marathon. What? Yeah. And I... Uh-huh. <laughs> That, right. I was a runner in my day. When I was in high school, I used to run. And there was a marathon in Australia called City to Surf. They're still doing it. Can't call it a marathon because it's 14 kilometers. I've no... Oh, for the love of I Pete. I don't know. But it's... I don't know what that is in miles. 
Um, it's nothing. No, I'm just kidding. It's, so, so it's yeah. a little, a little thing. But I used to really train hard for it, and it's, it's a, like a forty thousand people compete. Really? You run from the city, the cent- center of the city in Sydney. I don't know if you can picture the that big tall tower. No, all I know is about the Opera House. Oh, so it's not quite near the Opera House, but okay. not far. And then you run all the way to the beach. That's, That's why cool. I hit city. Is it down? Surf. Is it? Is it? It's up and it's down. Yeah, See, it's a little bit of part. Both. Is a problem. It's yeah. like it's like uh, the Jerusalem Marathon. My daughter's doing that. Oh, really? Yeah, she's on Team M and Y. I was about team, to say what team? Yachad? Team Shalva. Mm. Team Shalva. Okay. Uh, well, we are actually doing shows for Yachad from the Jerusalem Marathon. Nachum okay. and I are going to Israel. Please God, at the end. Of, yeah, I'm not taking you with me. Sorry, oh, cookie. it's okay. I'll be um, cooking for Pesach for people while you get to have your little trip. Right, and then we come back. This is this is the kooky part. We do please God these shows in Jerusalem for Team Yachad. We land Sunday morning. When is this sh- the Run. Right, at the Friday after Purim. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. No, wait, it gets better. Then we have the two-week JM and AM marathon, um, which is our opportunity, for all the, the opportunity for all of our listeners to help support our programming at WFMU. And then a week later is Pesach. Hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I will be in Israel then. Right. Well, that, yay for you. Yeah, I will be making Yuntif, though I think I have to go shopping in the next week because... Well, of, uh-huh. I, I was in uh, Thursday. I was in Costco. I actually took a picture of all the matzah. matzah I heard. Matzah and grape juice. And I'm going to send that out to my clients because it's like 56 days to go. So okay. give me your orders. I make really delicious Pesach food. Just so, by the way, so the stress that I'm feeling right now has nothing to do with it being Arab Shabbos. Okay. It has to do with the fact that it's 56 days to Pesach. I know, right? Uh-huh. P- people tell me they're going to defriend me because I keep reminding them how many days till Pesach. People unfriend me for other reasons. But <laughs> um, so anyway, so at the Team Yachat yeah. Shabbaton, it was, on. first of all, it was a phenomenal weekend. But the most remarkable thing Where about- Where was it? Where was it? Uh, at the Marco Polo Resort Hotel oh, in Sunny nice. Isles, Florida. The most remarkable part about the food the entire weekend was something I had never seen at a Shabbaton. Okay. There was a full salad bar- at every single meal. Every time there were snacks available, which were really available all the time. Okay. There were multiple fruit options. There okay. were bananas and apples and oranges, and there were potato chips and Gatorade. And the reason for that, ah, so the okay. reason for yeah, that- she sees my face of surprise. Correct. For those of you who can't see her, otherwise known as everyone listening, Naomi <laughs> doesn't understand where the balance is if we're looking for potato chips and apples. And the reason for that is that the four coaches for Team Yachad really stressed the importance of increasing your sodium intake before the run yeah. so that you you retain your water and you do not dehydrate. Okay, so yep, even, that makes sense. Right. So on Shabbos itself, what was lunch? There was deli. There was a huge salad bar. There Overstuffed was stuffed deli sandwiches. Exactly. There from were, traditions. No, maybe not from traditions. <laughs> no, they didn't import. Um, but there was deli and there was potato kugel and there was chalent and a massive salad bar and they kept on saying eat potato chips today and there was Gatorade available at every meal and and, and every single time. So I ate, I was joking with Avrami the other day that I ate potato chips for the first time in I don't know how many years. I eat two bags of potato chips, Arab Shabbos. I have to tell you, potato chips is one of my big weaknesses. Really? And the best potato chip out there is Ruffles. Oh, no, I don't like the ridges. Lays is too salty. Oh, again, I'm not a a potato, I'm not a chip person. Mm. I'm not, I'm I'm a Danish 
I'm oh, a really? black and white cookie kind of gal. But oh. then there was, so even at the Runner's Expo on Friday, where we all went to ma- finish our registration and pick up our bibs, they give out free Terra chips. Oh, and you see yeah. all I these love pe- Terra chips. Oh, they're amazing. Best it's the only salads. reason to fly JetBlue. So the, um, <laughs> JetJu. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. So we were constantly increasing our sodium intake, and they kept on saying, Are you a little bloated today? Uh, it was awful. So I joked. I'm like, I'm the only idiot who gets fat. <laughs> Yeah, running a marathon. You're full of sodium. Right, but see, it's the sodium's over. The 14 grams of fat per bag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stays with you Still for there. a while. And even on Shabbos, I mean, I don't eat meat. So my. What did you eat? What did you do? So I had all the salad and I ate potato kugel because I was listening to the advice. And what about protein? So they did actually you, had, had. Do you eat fish? I do eat fish, but they had hard boiled eggs. They had, okay, at the, great. At the great. salad bar, they had sliced hard boiled eggs. So smart. It was the first time I had seen that. But there was everything from hearts of palm to nuts. Actually, there were no nuts, but there was hearts of palm and there were craisins and there were the whole nine yards. I mean, everything you'd really want at a good salad bar was there and, and the dressings and whatever else. It was fantastic. And then I'm eating four pieces of potato kugel. So wow. great that I wasn't thirsty during the marathon. <laughs> I know, right? Because but you dude, had the Gatorade. I yeah. got, well, I didn't even have Gatorade. Uh-huh. I just had water. But now I've got four pieces of potato cocoa I'm trying to work on. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, Erev Shabbos in just a few hours. Right, and uh, Yaptik all over. So oh, here we go again. Oh, yeah, I know. It's very hard. You know, when I was a runner as in high school, I would compete. I went to a school called Mariah College, even though it's a high, it's a high school. We, for some reason in Australia, all schools from kindergarten through graduation of high school is called college. That's because it's all about the marketing. Then you guys don't need a high school degree. Yeah. Right. You know what? We work really hard in high school. The American, <laughs> the 12th graders here have it a lot easier than the 12th graders in Australia. I don't have a high school diploma. What? What? Yeah. I don't have a high school diploma. Really? Yeah. I I have two master's degrees, but I do not yeah. have I've got a, a friend like diploma. that. He's got a degree, higher education degree with a high school diploma. Yeah. I, I mean, I went early admissions. So I oh, skipped. there you go. Right. But Come even on. so, I mean, that's the big joke that's in my family. Funny. I that's have funny. no high school diploma. I have no Regents diploma. Every time my daughter comes home. Did you grow up in New York? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Every time my daughter comes home, she's like, oh, the Regents, the Regents. I'm like, ah, the Regents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Who house cares? gets very stressed around Regents time. I have two yeah. girls in high school You right can now. tell your daughters that you can do just fine professionally, even without a Regents diploma. I don't have a Regents diploma either. There you go. See? I graduated from an Australian high school and nobody right. cares. Or an Australian college for that matter. Anyway, no, you were saying. Toro College. Oh, okay. Yeah, I came to college here. Um, yeah, so when I was training in high school to, and I would compete against other high schools and um, and then I'd do this marathon or mini marathon or mini, mini marathon is right. for you really, um, quarter marathon we'll call it, um, they would get us to eat bananas and rice the day Love before. Bananas. It was a carb mm-hmm. overload. I also like bananas. No one else in my family does. Um, so we would do this big carb overload. So I would eat a lot of carbs the week before right. the run. And then one year, I would, must have been in about year 10, 10th grade as they say here. So I was about 15 or 16. I got a stomach virus the oh. day before my run. And... I didn't eat anything. I couldn't hold anything down. No and they didn't. I trained for months for this and I was not allowed to run. So when I had oh. spoken to you earlier on and you told me you were sick and then you still right. ran, oh, I'm God. like, they wouldn't let me do that. You know, when you're 15, you have to kind of listen to your parents. But right. Yeah. Well, I it almost, was, it was devastating. I thought I was going to have to listen to my boss because Shabbos morning, I looked and sounded like death warmed over and my eyes were burning, which for me is always a sign that I have fever. And yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't breathe through my nose. I, it was just terrible. And Nahum <laughs> said to me, well, I guess you're not running tomorrow. And I said, why? And he's like, what do you mean? Why? You can't, out? you can't breathe. And I want to tell you something. A bunch of people passed out during the race. It got warm. Yeah. How, how was the weather? Because so Florida it starts, was 
Uh, I mean, Orlando, where we were, was 80 and sunny. Yeah, no, no, no. First great. of all, the, the weather was gorgeous, but the race starts at 6.15 in the morning for good reason. <gasps> oh, because it's... Oh, because God. the sun doesn't come up until like 7.40. Now... What keep, does that mean? So you're starting off in the dark? Oh, pitch dark. And by the Everyone's way... Everyone's lined up, because I know what it's like to line up with all the other runners. Pitch dark, right? moonlight. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. The, uh, you know, the national anthem is being sung and oh, the- that is so American. Uh, oh, my God. You are all so patriotic. I should Stop say for we. a second. I know. I'm we. a citizen. Right. Okay. I know. I'm a citizen. But I find you play the anthem. We don't, I don't think what they play. play? Somebody sang it. Oh, God. I don't think and they play And not lip synced the... either, honey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did she really lip sync that? Oh, uh, who cares? Um, I, I, I was away, so I missed the whole little thing. But... Yeah, whatever. She's Beyonce. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, and the, uh, the, na- the, um, the the flag was billowing in the wind and it's pitch dark outside. But meanwhile, there's so much energy and yeah, it's fantastic. And we all, right. And we also know that there are there are thirty thousand people running in this race. <gasps> so I didn't step off. I was in Corral G. I didn't step off until close to six thirty five because twenty thousand other people had to go ahead of me. Does it go by times? Or? Yeah. So what you do is when you register, you have to put in your estimated time of completion and then they work backwards. How many miles is it? Thirteen one. And and Thirteen point one. Correct. Why point one, not point two? Because twenty six point two is a full marathon. Okay, oh, and there's yeah. a Greek mythology about running from here to there yeah, in marathon about why they got it. About something. Yeah. Right. We have to go back to global history. Maybe that's next week's show. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you do a whole thing like Greek salads. Oh yeah. Oh my God, Greek salad. Don't even, cheese. <laughs> Greek, <laughs> Greek salad. The more Greek, cheese, the better. Cheese. Oh, right. You like? Are you a cheese person? Huge. Okay. Huge. I'm Actually, in- by the way, did you check out Joy of Kosher this month? I just received mine in the mail. It's going to be my reading tonight. Ridiculously amazing because they have all these wine and cheese pairings. And Schiffer oh. Klein was on the air with me yesterday talking about the magazine. It's a phenomenal issue. And I swear that every every single every single issue is better than the next. Thank and you. I say that every time she comes on. I'm going to say that. Thanks. Yeah. Because I was very much featured in their last year's Pesach issue. Oh, nice. So they did a whole thing about me, my business, and they did like eight recipes with pictures. So, so they're a- working on their Pesach issue now, by the way. I know. On the organ- yeah. It's all organic. Oh, really? Yeah, Org- for real life. That is crazy. I know. I know. Because it's I tell organic you guys, Pesach food. I right, don't know. More than that, because Pesach isn't, you know... Just, High maintenance enough. Let's do it all organic. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a challenge for everyone on a regular day. So right, okay, but you know, whatever works. As the world is getting healthier, and we're learning, and we're do you growing. really think organic is healthier? Not really sure. No, but, I'm not a know, believer. It, uh, to me, it just sounds like more vegetables, organic, it's, more vegetables. First of all, as I mean, and by the way, a listener can email us and tell us that I'm wrong, though I don't think I am. Is that the uh, that the FDA doesn't regulate? The term organic. Go on. I've heard that as well. It's a very, very slippery. It's a very, a very. Slip, yeah. uh, no, it's a wide range of what can be considered organic. As you know, as long as the soil is a little bit different, that this is a little bit different, that don't use the this kind of pesticide. I'm mean, like, so anybody can call anything organic. That Zomix cake that somebody brought in for me yesterday could be organic, though I highly doubt it. <laughs> no, um, no, if it's got parva cream, it's no. Organic. That's true. Nothing. That's organic. true. But I have to tell you, it was good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, cake, was, cake is good. Cake is. Cake good. is good. I'm a cake. I'm a cake girl. <laughs> really? um, but anyway. So the food at the going back to the food at the Shabbaton, it was all very fresh. It was all, um, it was really just geared towards runners. And even even the morning of the race, oatmeal packets were available because a lot of runners eat oatmeal before a race. So, yeah. So was it like regular cereal available? There or was milk? cereal available. No, there was milk. milk. There was the fruit. So if you were running with Team Yachad, yep. you had to raise a certain amount of money because I sponsored three thousand dollars. Right. I had to sponsor some of my friends' kids. Um. So that I we know, thank you. Yeah. No problem. It's mm. our pleasure. And yep. and uh, they then sponsored my daughter for the oh, Jerusalem fantastic. Marathon awesome. for Team Shalva. Yeah. So uh. 
you know, I, I, I was wondering, like, what goes on? You register, you fly down there, you're put up in a hotel. Correct. How does all that work? Once you raise, you commit to raising $3,000 and they take care of the rest. Fantastic. I so think I'm going to do it next year. And by the way, they provide, tra- not all of the programs, not all of the teams that you can sign up with, provide transportation to and from hotels, provide meals, provide this, provide that. They provide absolutely everything. They take care of you. Uh, I, I mean... So, I'm literally soup to nuts. There's nothing they don't cover. The four coaches beforehand, you're constantly getting emails. You're constantly getting training tips. They teach you about training schedules. Uh, it's really a comprehensive and complete package. And the whole weekend was so beautiful and it culminated. It's like the, a Shabbaton. Like yeah. everyone had dinner together and Friday night. And the pasta night. party and the pasta, the pasta party, party. Shabbos <laughs> was a panic and a half. I actually I, took I, a I picture wish, of my plate. I think Did I'm you gonna- see that on Facebook? No, I, I'm I took gonna, a picture. I'm go back to that. It was a little bit like a confession that I was eating pasta because I don't do that either. But I took a picture of my plate, which had a huge mound of salad and a huge mound of pasta. And, well, not huge, but I think that was because it was my third portion. Um, but plenty of pasta sitting right there, and I just and my kids were like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm eating noodles." It was very, very exciting. I had the only kind I didn't have was the fettuccine alfredo because frankly that just doesn't do it for me but i had ziti i had mac and cheese and everyone was having a blast okay very nice. everyone was having a blast it was really a good time i think i'm gonna prepare for the 13 mile marathon so i can just come to that shabaton oh you totally should or you should get somebody in your family to commit to doing it and just go down with them but it's funny nice (laughs) it's funny that you mentioned though about the kilometers because as we're running in the marathon they had kilometer the kilometer right so all of a sudden yeah they had you know the olympics it's done all in the metric system yeah but this this isn't but they had like a cutoff for the 10k Uh uh, and 15k or they i shouldn't say they had a cutoff because it wasn't available kilometers is it so I think a 15K is like seven and change. So all of a sudden, like I'm running along and, you know, some moments were harder than others. All of a sudden I see 15 up ahead. I'm like, what? And then it's at a K next to it. I'm like, oh, who thought that was nice? <laughs> it doing? was a trick. Oh, yeah, Mary, what are you doing? It's so funny. So next Have year, I think I'm going to join that little You should run. train with me. I'd love to. I really used to. Oh, it was such a serious runner back in the 80s. I've, t- I've told Nahum, I've challenged Nahum that if he, if he walks – because we had plenty of walkers. And he, as I'm sure you know, taunted me for weeks before uh, the marathon. That you would be a walker? No, that I would win the marathon, not oh, even the half. Win the, mar- you're not win the marathon in 210. Oh, was that how long it takes the first per- The first person who did it was the first two- person. No, uh, the first person, I think, won in 223. <laughs> 220, <laughs> something like that. The, the No, but it wasn't me. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> right. So he, so I told, I challenged him, if you walk or run the 13-1, I will run the 26-2. Okay, who was the winner? No, I'm saying for next year. Yeah, I know. Oh, who's the winner? I mean, forget it. I know I'm doing 13 miles next year. But hey, (laughs) if he wants to do the 13 and call a vote to him because he does have a bad foot and um, it is a struggle for him. He's had foot issues for years and basically everybody knows that. But if he can get himself to the point where he can can participate for 13 miles, I I will run the 26. Okay, all right. Thank you, Miriams. I really appreciate you coming in. Anytime. I love hearing about the marathon. I know. I really wanted to hear about the marathon and how Tim Yaha did and what, of course, what they ate because, you know, we're all about the food. Right, so now I'm dieting. Really, a yeah. diet. Yeah, little vegetables. You'll flush the system over Shabbos with lots of salads. Yeah, and Maybe a little more cake. Right. <laughs> I know you won't be having the bacon, but I've got some other good salads. Is cake a food group? Yeah. Okay. For you it is. Just checking. <laughs> Next to my broccoli.
Thank you so a much pleasure. for Much Hatzlacha, by the way. Much Hatzlacha, welcome to the network. We are Thank very, you. very happy I'm to have you. I'm excited to be here. I'm super enthusiastic. I, was, I have to say I was a little bit nervous today. <laughs> but I really enjoyed, you know, having Alan on the show from Je- Jeff's Jack's Gourmet Sausages. <laughs> Jack's a- gourmet. My dad's name's Jack. Jack's okay. Gourmet Sausages. Um, and thank you so much to, to Traditions for being our sponsor today. Absolutely. Don't forget to place your orders right now for Super Bowl Sunday. Their phones will be ringing very hot right now. And we are going to cut out with some Shabbat music sponsored by our friends at Kerem. So wishing everyone a good Shabbat Shalom, a wonderful, happy cooking week. If you have any questions about food or recipes, please email me through my website, www.theossigourmet.com and have a great Shabbos. Bye.